Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 20 of season 2 of Bard's Eye View, and today we're looking at the same numbered episode from Xena Warrior Princess, The Price, which you may know as The Racist One. I don't think we can call it The Racist One, can we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like... which, which you may remember as A Racist One. A Racist One, yeah. yeah. A Racist One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got yeah. whole whole seasons of racism to come. Full seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons of racism. That <laughs> <laughs> nearly <it> works. <laughs> so close, so close. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we'll address yeah. the elephant in the room first of all, before we actually go on Good to talk about the episode. Elephant. The elephant. Um... Yeah, so the baddies in this episode, the Horde, um, basically, Mm. right, we are supposed to see them as some terrifying other, and the way they do that is by dressing them up um, with, like, war paint and bones in their noses and ears and things, and and basically sort of, like, vague, non-specific, non-Western tribal. Uh, I suppose at least... They didn't like go out looking for people of color to dress up as their vague, unspecific other. Did they? I didn't. I didn't notice the casting and the mm. the, the face paint and the um, kind of adornments is so heavily done that you you can't really tell one way or another. Mm. I suppose. I well, uh, you don't pay attention though. Uh, no, I'm I'm too busy going. Oh no, what was he? And I've seen her in something. Well, in, in this case, <laughs> I've seen her. It's literally I've seen. Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor. Yeah, because there were no other women in the but show. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did have to look look up one. I thought, oh yes, of course. He later on, he's going to become the Archangel Michael. Yes. Uh. Yeah. We've got two. Both the 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 main dudes uh end up being angels in future seasons. Oh, was the other one as well? I, I knew yeah, I'd the seen other one is before as well. But yeah, okay. Ra- Raphael, okay. I think not Nadal, not the goat. No. no. But, yeah. <laughs> What a guy! I know. <laughs> anyway, so yes, See, we've addressed. We're we're going to address. We're addressing the obvious. Like this was in the nineties, and this really would not. It sort of probably wasn't okay then. It's not okay now either. Address that now, so that we can go on and talk about the merits of the episode, without bringing up in, all the time. Without wishing to be an apologist for racism, because I I really don't want to be that. But am I going to have to cut this out? The, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But that's part part of the point of the episode is the racism and the assumption that people who look so different are fundamentally different. So they do actually address the elephant in the room. But but there is this very visual shorthand of Mm -hmm. we need the viewer. We we need to assume that the viewer is as racist as we are. Yes. And we'll see brutal savages instead of people protecting their land or whatever they're doing. Well, yeah, because I wanted to bring that up, right? Because like it's the the opening bit, the opening sort of like scene setting thing. Mm. It's definitely trying to evoke some sort of like Amazon rainforest type aesthetic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and this river and the uh, and Gabrielle saying, "Do you think we're the first people here?" This sort of like yes, you know. So like, mm. are we on? Are we actually in their territory? You know. Yeah. Uh, I think we probably yeah. are, and if you take it then from true. their point of view, you're invading their territory. 
So they are fighting yeah. you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what would you do if they invaded your territory? You'd be doing the exact same thing. So, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to like... Um, but that, that doesn't the get picked up slightly. later, does it? They no, never it doesn't. actually get to the point of... It sort of it sort of does in the sense that um they realise that they are not so different as they thought they were. Yeah. And therefore they have something they have some sort of common understanding. It's not language, but it's something, you know. Yeah. That they can use to understand each other and come to a conclusion yeah. to this mm. conflict. Yeah. So I suppose okay. it sort of gets there, but yeah, like yeah, I think I think we're probably obviously invading their territory here, <laughs> and like yeah, um, I I do think I do think more could be made of that, mm. but we'll we'll get we'll get to that at the end because it's kind of touched on, but not really very explicitly. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so we've 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 kind of given you a taste of what's to come. Um, we start off, and for all we know, it's going to be a nice light comedy episode because we get that by now traditional kind of fake out beginning where <laughs> yeah. Zena and Gabriella are kind of crouched, ready to pounce, and and Zena's going up. I I can do it. I'm going to. Oh, let let me do this one, and uh, Gabriella's and oh, this one's mine. Yeah, and um, lol, they are fishing, mm. not not fighting, but fishing. Yeah, not where they were. They were so far out. Uh. <laughs> fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Gabrielle comes up with at this point with one of her semi-regular scientific accuracies um, you know yes. like in the episode we're in A Day in the Life when they're looking at the the constellations and she correctly identifies yes. the great bear and here she correctly <laughs> identifies the theory of evolution um, so that's yeah. good so Zena might invent things but Gabrielle's the thinker you know Gabrielle's the yeah. thinker the thinker of the pair and her her thought today is that um, I think we all came from the, the water. We all came from the ocean, and yeah. fish, the fish that are still there are just waiting for their moment to, to make it onto land. And at that moment, she pulls <laughs> in the fish that she's caught, and it's a guy with an axe in his back. <laughs> oh, no, it's oh. in his chest. It's in his chest, mate. It's worse. Is it his chest? Yeah. Um, it would no, be worse, do you think? Uh, I think it would be would worse for, rather, like... Would you rather have a your back or in your chest? I think maybe in my back because I th- mm, or would I? Hmm, let me think. Because like I'll, all I'll of your, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can. I'm just gonna make a note. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like you know your your vital organs. Are they more protected from the back oh, or yeah. the front? So maybe I would rather have it in the chest because I think you've got more protection in the front than the back. I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah, you're probably less, dead less, either way. I suppose in the back, high risk of severing your your spinal cord. Mm, that would be true. quite bad. That would be bad, yeah. And in the front, high risk of like impaling yeah. your lungs. Let's, of um, course. Let's let's do one of our Twitter polls on this. Would you rather? Would you rather get an axe in the back or an axe in the chest? Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that and get my five responses. <laughs> Three of which will be you. No, only one of them's me. I oh. only voted my own poll once. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I did a poll, we got five responses. One of them was me, and then the other two, and I, I, I picked the contrary reply, and then the other four replies were split equally, half and half. So that's no good to me at all. So, to be honest, I should have been the tiebreaker. 
We'll never know. So but there were there were three options. So that only yeah. have only have binary. That's the solution, is it? Yeah. That's that's your Which solution, this will is be. it? Yeah. I see. I see. Limit limit the modes of expression. Limit the limit the Absolutely. field of human thought with your binary choices. Fine, you know. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I either either that or let's find some way to increase engagement. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Well, speaking of engagement, this is, I should promise yeah. to shout out to someone on Twitter, uh, Dr. Mora Caps, yes. who thinks we are the bee's knees. Um, now, she's only on episode Hi, 12. Yeah. She's, well, she's only on episode 12 of season one. Um, so you've got quite a long way before you fi- reach this shout out. So if you're still listening when you get this congratulations. far, congratulations. What's wrong and with you? So- and... Maybe get a hobby. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, this is our hobby. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's cruel. This is our hobby. You're a mean bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, listener. Yeah. That is actually true. Anyway, so yes, that was the yeah because we're the bees, <laughs> we're the wasps, nipples, we're the any sort of insects erogenous zones that you can think of. <laughs> the bees knees erogenous. <laughs> Knees as aren't knees meant to be an erogenous zone, like you know, behind the knee. Oh, behind the knee. I think so. Interesting. For some right people, in. right in. Right in. She'll put a pole up. <laughs> are yeah, your knees erogenous zones? Erogenous zones? <laughs> <laughs> Rate these zones in order of erogenosity. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it's a real one. No. Anyway, um, I just thank let... thanks for thanks for saying hi and for for giving us such a glowing review. That's that's lovely to hear. Thank you. Yes, Dr. thank Mora. you. Right, next next point I yes. want to say about the, these horde chaps. Um, yes, these horde chappies. These horde chaps, they're very profligate and wasteful. Um, they have an unending supply of axes, don't yes, they? Yes, yes. Now, throwing weapons are shit, okay? I'm just going to say that now. This is not, this should be no one's main wield, Okay. If you ever, I think what we're saying, <laughs> what we're saying here is, we deplore the use of single-use weapons. <laughs> you gotta have something like, okay, okay, the axe is your main weapon, right? Okay, whoop, you fucking do. Um, you know, they they clearly live in a forest, so maybe it's not even really a weapon. Maybe it's just a sort of multi-use. Oh, no, that's a weapon. No, but like that's maybe a... it's a sort of a multi-use thing. Maybe that's why the axe has become oh, it's their a weapon. Axe. Yeah, maybe it, maybe that's why the axe has become their weapon of choice, you know? Okay. okay. I'm thinking about the culture of the Horde and the history behind it, you know? Well, I think that's more than the writers did. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but yeah, any any throwing weapon is a really shit weapon as your main wield, and I know this because I, I've played video games, right? Um, it Throwing weapons, you know, it thank, all sounds... Thank God that's how you know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all well and good until you have to fucking walk up to the guy that you've just axed and wrench the axe out of his chest and like. So so sorry, but I do need to use this again. You know the throwing. There's a reason why throwing weapons are small and light. You know, like the chakram, and also like the ninja well, throwing I say star. A, the a throwing weapon is, is only sustainable if you've trained it to come back. Yeah. <laughs> 
if it's got got good recall. If you've got dog biscuits in your pocket and you're shouting, Bouncer, Bouncer! Here, Bouncer! Bouncer! Here, Bouncer! <laughs> like Mrs. Mangle uh, and Helen Daniels that time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we said this is going to be a short episode. Um, lol. So, yeah, Xena recognises the axe and immediately... We're, we've not, we're not even one minute in. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Zena recognises the axe and shits herself, right? Because she's seen this axe before. And, um, you know, she the mood changes instantly, you know. know, It was all fun and games until the horde came in. Um, Mm. And uh, then she's like, Gabrielle's like, get your sword out. And Zena's like, my sword can't help us now. Like, she's literally never passed up the chance to get her sword out until now. Um, So this is how you know it. She just wants to run away. This is how you know it's serious, you know. So it's run away, yeah. run away, run away. So they go for a wee run and immediately get uh, hoarded by a bunch of hordes. Well, it, it, there's kind of a little moment of horror before that. They they get to the river to mm. to get away by canoe and they see dozens of, I say dozens, it's like three or four. Yeah, but they stand in with, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clearly meant to be a, a sea of... Um, Bodies with axes in their chest floating past. So it's quite horrific, isn't it? So yeah, there's quite a lot of like nasty shit, you it's know. A nasty bit. Because like war, yeah. war is bad. I don't know if you war knew is, that. War is hell. That's one of the themes of this episode. Yes, so war, war is, is also a bit bit silly. There's no need. War's, war's not good, really. It's sort of a bad thing. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they get away, uh, and Zena's got this amazing idea. After she's like, they get away for a bit, and then they get away for long enough so that she can have a, a quiet sit down and explain to Gabrielle about the time mm. that she fought the Horde when she was a warlord, and like they yeah. flayed her men and stuff, you know. Um, oh, there was actual flaying. Yes, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, flaying, Icky. proper flaying. So this is where we actually get to see the Horde for the first time as well, which we've talked about a little bit—the whole face paint and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. This 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 otherness and that the there's a real wildness mm-hmm. to them. So during this, there's a bit of there's a bit of fight. There's a bit of flight, um, and there's a bit of menacing presence of the horde everywhere. Everywhere you look, so they're camouflaged in a tree, and there's one that rises up from the river with a something on his head. So yeah. there's there's this wildness and just stuff, just other otherness. Yeah. Yeah. So after Zena has her explanation about the flaying, mm. um, she <laughs> uh, she has this idea that she'll double back and steal one of their canoes. So mm. off they go, back to steal a canoe. And yep. they go off down the river. Um, yeah, paddle, paddle. Seeing a bunch, then they see a bunch of guys um, who are basically being like crucified by like St. Andrew style. Yes. Um, and they're all calling out for help, but Zena refuses to help them because, like, they're already dead, Gabrielle. Um, Which they're not, because you can hear them. But you know, yeah. But I mean, from her point of view, like, she's not going to be able to help them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the problem is, right? They do have a problem, which is following the river, which was Gabrielle's idea. Um, mm. You know, it's not gonna, it's not going well for them because quite quickly after getting on the river. Um, they discover that they're heading to gay heaven. Um, you know, <laughs> they are. Big fucking they're gonna go over the rainbow bridge. Massive rainbow, um, which is above 
a really really big waterfall now do you know where this waterfall yeah. is i mean it must be a famous kiwi waterfall i imagine um i don't it could be waikato it could be shot over falls i don't know okay you've disappointed me you've disappointed me with your well, you, you New Zealand landmarks. Sprung the question on me. It might, do you know, it might be stock footage of Angel Falls, right? <laughs> I don't think it was stock footage. It blended too well. Mm. I don't know because yeah, I've seen their, I've seen their stock footage being clipped in before, uh, and it didn't. It never blends as well yeah. as that. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so wherever that is, so they need to get back to shore, but there's some fucking annoying moronic wounded athenian soldier gripping grabbing onto their fucking canoe gonna drag them well, down Gab- with gabriel him in, gabriel insists on rescuing him which he isn't gonna do to start with i know she's ridiculous that gabriel honestly what a ridiculous creature um <laughs> it's like basically it's a bit like jack hanging off the door in titanic this guy he's just have not seen it dragging not them down You've never seen Titanic. Oh no, I know that bit though. I know that bit. No, I've never seen Titanic. You've never seen Titanic. No, you don't need to. I've seen all the key moments in <laughs> <laughs> it. It's actually a good movie. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on, I guess. Yes. You know. Um, so they get to shore and they then meet up with some like army guys. Yeah, so these soldiers ambush ambush the horse. Um, and there's, there's quite a nice moment, a, a nice Xena weapon moment where, where one of these guys is about to throw an axe and Xena whips it with her oh. whip out, out of midair and then with the second crack of the whip sends it plumging back into his chest. So yeah, that's not very nice, is it? But it's, yeah. a, it's a nice little For Zena, nice it's nice. Whippy, whippy moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, so yeah, we we. we're... We're at a sort of makeshift. Well, we're at a sort of barracks, garrison type thing, out in the forest. It's not makeshift because it's actually it's made of stone. Mm, okay, fine, fine. So, so it seems like the Athenian yeah. army have been like slowly trying to invade or colonize this region, and have just discovered um, that someone was already living there. Maybe you know, <laughs> just yeah. Uh, I think that's probably what's happened. I, um, I, I think I think there's precedent for that. You think, yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, so they drag the, they drag the wounded man in, and he immediately expires. Uh, after you know, but not before telling them they've got to be stopped. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, if you say so. Um, so you know they're sort of trapped there, right? We're now trapped in an Athenian but, garrison, yeah, this, which has been trashed basically. So it's it's very much a, a garrison under attack. It's you know the gates have been stoved in. It's it's been pretty badly attacked, yeah, we're and under the men siege, there yeah. are on the point of despair. They were we're all dead anyway. It's you know it's either we die today, we die tomorrow. What's the difference? Yeah. Um, so the horde have got inside their heads, man. They're living their rent free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Zena recognizes this quite quickly and realizes that she's going to have to take command a bit because um the, yeah they need riling up a bit don't they they need to be yeah um there's this they really the Gabrielle's talking to this guy who who reveals himself to be like fucking cracked within a few <laughs> sentences of the conversation yeah. 
Um, but this is when we get our first intro to the key point of the episode, the whole Kaltaka thing. Um, there's yeah. like wounded horde men out on the out in on the field in front of the the garrison. They're all calling for this Kaltaka. Gabriel's like, "Who's Kaltaka?" Um, and they've got this theory. Their theory is that it's their god of war, because obviously everyone's yeah. got one. Everybody's got a god of yeah. war. I know. I have. You know. Uh, yeah, it's it's Ares. It's still Ares. It's still around. Always. <laughs> Always in our hearts. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like if you're like you both, you both you and I were brought up Christian. That's a pretty. You know, he's a god of war. <laughs> he's got quite a lot of wars yeah. to his name. He's got quite a lot of wars to his name. You know, you don't really need yeah. a new one. Um, <laughs> he's he's good at what he does. Yeah, he can do everything. Don't. Don't fix what ain't broke. He can do war, he can do peace, he can do love, he can do condemnation. He can definitely do condemnation. I was brought up a Catholic, I know. Um, All right. (laughs) (laughs) Quick quick, um, correction, I wasn't wasn't brought up Christian, I was just sort of brought up. You were just sort of dragged up. You weren't brought up Christian. For some reason I thought you were. For some reason I had this this sort of um, image of you. At home, no. No. Not not at home, but um, my primary school teacher in my second year was the rector's wife, um, and I've always thought of her as a sort of Anglican Miss Jean Brodie. I see. So did she like yeah. convince you to be a fascist? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but she was she was very influential in the. It wasn't a church school, but she pretty much just bulldozed on as if it was that shouldn't be allowed i'm sorry <laughs> no it shouldn't it should i i suspect she's no longer with us which is a shame because i've got a few things to say to her, to her. anyway this is a digression we digress a little bit a little bit sorry um okay moving on um so xena has to do the thing she has to take over right uh mm-hmm. so she has a go at the crazy guy and like yeah, pull yourself together, man. Basically, slaps him around a bit because that's how you deal with someone who's um, in the middle of like a trauma-related episode. You just slap yes. them around until this they pull themselves together. <laughs> and yeah. she slaps around a few other people. But what really gets them going is when she co- when she introduces herself because they've all heard of her. Um, yeah. Zena, it's like you're Zena of Corinth. Yeah, that's and then Zena of something else, and I I couldn't didn't catch it, but it's not someone we've heard of before. Um, and it, then, it was something else, and then it was Zena who defeated, defeated Callisto. Yeah, so yeah, I can't remember what the second thing was. It's something we'd never heard of before. I think I'm gonna, I'll check it up later and see if it's something I should have known. But um, you yeah, would, but for it's, the whole it's first season, someone, it's like someone said, "Oh, you're a Zena fan. Name three of her defeats." Name three of victories. her famous battles. <laughs> Name three victories. <laughs> Name three of her nemesis, though. Um, <laughs> 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 it doesn't seem to actually fight nemesis at some point later in this later in the show. I can't remember. I think I think Probably. she does. I think she does. Probably. Anyway, um, moving on. So that G's them up a bit, yeah. right? But what really G's them up is when she tells them her plan, which is everyone's favourite Xena quotation KILL THEM ALL! KILL THEM ALL! <laughs> and, and she says bastards which I think yeah. 
it is definitely got cut the first time i saw it (laughs) yeah probably not probably not so bad in u.s english it's not awful in british english but it's not it's not something you'd expect to hear in this kind of no, not um, a, not at five show. o'clock on a on a Saturday yeah. evening, which is about when yeah. it was shown. So these bar stewards, they're not going to get, they're not going <laughs> to, they're not, not going to yeah. let these bastards win. Um, so this is basically right, you know. To cut a long story short, Zena's um Zena's arc in this episode is um, you know, going downhill basically. Zena's Zena's regression. Yeah, it's the yeah. regression of Zena into bad Cena again which happens it, it happens at the end of season one as well but this is a better ver- better example she of goes it. deeper she goes yeah she goes in deeper with this one she yeah, goes, this goes is, further yeah and this is a better example of it as well it's definitely more yeah. gradual and understandable and mm-hmm. from a certain point of view logical you know pragmatic yeah. and you can see how and, one step leads oh, to I the guess. other you can, and also she she has previous with these guys, so that there is mm-hmm. kind of a previous there's trauma, a trauma response. response as well, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. So, which is actually similar yeah. to when she went down when she went bad in at the end of season one, you know, because she had the trauma response of seeing her family, a family member being killed, yeah. even though it wasn't really her dad; it was Aries in disguise. Yeah, in that yeah, episode, yeah. but it was a similar sort of thing. But um. There's less of the whole uh, dark Xena is some sort of um evil doppelganger that lives inside her that she can that turns that sometimes might just take over out of nowhere. No, it it's was much a, more this, gradual. This is something she and something she allows to happen mm. in order to survive. She's like, I have yeah. to be this person to get us through this. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's much better. There's a justification for way. it. Yeah, mm. much better in that way. The descent into Xena being um going back to her bad old ways just being evil yeah yeah so gabrielle meanwhile um is using all of her knowledge of war that she's gained from episodes like is there a doctor in the house uh and setting up a little field hospital yeah that's adorable isn't it she's so proud of her little field hospital as well well it's 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 adorable and it's entirely in character isn't it yes yeah. you've got xena going off the rails here's a bad situation let's kill them all and gabrielle here's a bad situation let's try and let's save them all people let's yeah. he- heal the world or, or, or let them know it's christmas time um <laughs> um okay <laughs> So yeah, fun times. Um, Talk, so... Talking about the, the one with all the racism. <laughs> yeah. God. So, what? Yeah, it's a really cool. nice Christmas song. Yeah, so <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Do they know it's Christmas? I mean, I don't think they give a shit. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's just see. Anyway, moving on. Where were we? Um, so Gabrielle set up her... her... <laughs> Field hospital, so, yeah, so she's that's it. Kind Field of hospital. Lo- looking after these guys, and and her take is anyone who's fit enough to stand, you become a nurse, and you look yeah. after the ones who can't stand. I'm pretty um, sure that's our government's approach to the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I think I think <laughs> I think the government's approach is Zine's approach, which is 
you can stand, get to work. Yeah, actually, so you're right, you're right. Go, go and stand on the battlements, go and get yeah. back in the line of fire. That's, you're, 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 you're right, actually. And you're going to, oh, you can't stand? No food and water for you. You're yeah, going to get your benefits <laughs> sanctioned, you shirtless, okay. shiftless bastard. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> A microcosm. Yes. Yeah. So Zena goes in, Zena talks to the two guys that are in charge, the ones who will in future be the Archangels Michael and Raphael. Mm. And um, basically takes over, right? They should be in charge. And she's like, when is reinforcements coming? There's like, uh, you saw our reinforcements. They were the guys on the riverbank. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, well, where's this famous general? Uh, and it's like, uh, he's the guy that came in with you, the one that was dying. And you're like, uh, oh. Oops. And you can see her, you can see her sort of starting to shit herself a little bit, going like, ah, oh, fuck. I've brought <laughs> us into this absolutely fucking hopeless situation. But she takes over yeah. command, right? She just like, right, well, I'm in charge now, fuckers. And they don't really argue because, like, they're they, these two are useless. They should be in command, well, but they're not. You know, Mentically says, you can let her talk you're gonna let her give us orders and and Mercer's like hell yeah yeah and (laughs) then like two minutes later Manticles is like I'm not stupid Xena's the only one who can get us through this you're like you've changed your tune very quickly quick learner I like that though (laughs) I like that about him (laughs) um yeah so then she goes to see Gabrielle in the infirmary and we have that conversation Mm -hmm. about you know um we're not looking after wounded men here we're getting people who can fight and fuck everyone else and it's so sad because yeah. Gabrielle was so proud of her little field hospital. She was ready to show it off. She was like, look, look what Zena, I did. Look what I did. Look, Zena, I'm doing it. Kind of hard style. And like... <laughs> there's a joke too. People, no, there's a joke no one will get because they don't fucking listen no. to the podcast. That's so, you and me. Just take, you and it, me. take it from us, friends. That was funny. It was. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, that, that scene... Poor Gabrielle's getting her little heart crushed. So sad. Much sadness. Yeah, and we and we see this encroachment of, of the old Xena, of the kill, killable Xena, who's kind of really, really starting to set in now. Yeah. Um anyway, we we go back to the kind of the the battlements, we go go back to mm. the um battlefield really, and it's fight, 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 oh no, run away, run away. <laughs> So, fight, run away, run away. Yeah, so we've got a fight now. Woohoo. We've got a fight and then we've got a tactical retreat which brings the hoarding close enough um for Xena and her guys to kind of fight them from the fort. And um, arrows. So they also of... use arrows. Yes, they do. They're running out of them they though, do. is the issue. Um here's the thing, right? I think it doesn't quite once again, my video game knowledge. Um, it doesn't doesn't quite hold up that the horde were beating them so easily. <laughs> given, given if they're out on the on the battlefield and not in the forest, which is clearly where the horde are most effective. Yeah. Um, you know, because like camouflage and stealth, that's yeah. their one of their things, right? So if they're out on the actual battlefield, and if you're if you're fighting, if you're like a trained soldier. And you're fighting yeah. someone using a, a short hand axe and you've got a sword, you will win every time, right? Because 
you've got a better there's reach. A, there's a psychological element as well, isn't there? That the, these guys are I terrifying guess. because because they they're treated and they're talked about as if they're not human. They're animals, and that there's a yes, you know, they're they're, they're that, fearless in the way they fight. They're ferocious, and that there's this this notion of this animal. Yeah, the dehumanization of them is part of the racism we discussed at the start. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I suppose so, but I just feel like really, really doesn't quite work. (laughs) Because especially if they're throwing their axes everywhere. And then, like, when when they've thrown their axe, what are they fighting with? Nothing, you know? Another axe. And also another axe. You never see a guy without an axe. supply of axes. It's like a Mary Poppins bag of fucking axes. (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that point's never addressed because they don't have a Mary Poppins bag with them, or indeed any bag. But, no, um, and they also don't have any armor on or anything. So, like, uh, anyway, but my point is that I feel like they should have been able to be fought more effectively than they have been. So, yeah, it must be. Fear, this, fear it must be. I guess so. It must be the whole fear thing. Maybe that's why they're all dressed yeah. up in a way that's going to inspire the most fear and with the warping and all that. Maybe that's what it's for. Think? Let's think about the psychology of the horde. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Zena, according to Zena, oh, who talks about those things out yeah. there, she says they aren't like us. We shouldn't even try to understand them. Yeah, she said. I think she said there's nothing about them that we can or should understand. That what a line that was. Yeah. That's that whole scene yeah. actually, where Zena and Gabrielle in the store cupboard together, which sounds like a fanfic, doesn't it? But sounds sounds like much more fun than it actually is. <laughs> yeah, that it's a really, really good scene. And like the camera work in this scene, yeah. really excellent. The way it sort of circles them and yeah. goes from one like focuses on from one to the other, like because they're kind of going talking around each other a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, where Gabrielle's trying to make her po- get her point across, which is, you know, mm-hmm. Zena, what the fuck are you up to? <laughs> What's yeah. happening to you? And Zena's like, listen, this is how I get us out of this the the Xena you know won't help us here and all that sort of thing. You know. So that's a really, really good scene. Yeah. Very yeah, important and I was scene. Almost, I was almost waiting for her to say that Xena's dead. But um not quite, no. She is leaving No, no, so not quite. And I think in, in other instances that's kind of been the uh the suggestion, but but now it's mm. this is this is something that this is a survival tactic. Mm. I guess. Yeah. So their next, Zena's next plan is that they need to get someone to go and get reinforcements, right? Because they've made, they've had, they've yeah. made, they've had like one moral victory sort of thing, but they're they are stuffed. Yeah, they're, you know? they're still fucked. <laughs> yeah, they are still. Yeah. Uh, if I may quote, educating Rita, fucked as a fanny on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they fucked as a fanny on a Friday night. That's excellent. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I like it better when you do accents that aren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I I have some claim to the, the Shirley Valentine. Yeah, educating educating Rita. Yeah, same, same thing. Whatever. Yeah, um, couple, couple same actress. Today, whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it um, was it not? Oh, okay, whatever. I don't. Uh, Shirley Collins. Shirley Collins in. Uh, I don't. Shirley Valentine. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've never yeah. seen it. I've never seen it. Haven't you? No. Oh, you should. It's good. I'll see. I'll watch it. It's good. Well, that's basically my review of Titanic. 
so I'll watch that <laughs> when you watch Titanic then. How about that? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, the plan is that somebody has to sneak out of the encampment in order to get, you know, swim down the river, climb some cliffs, and get out of the firing zone to go and get no, reinforcements. Don't swim. Don't swim the river. <laughs> go north through the forest. Ah, uh, says Zena. Well, okay, no. If it had been her that was going, that she was going to swim down the river. But when it's when she realizes that she can't really leave because the whole morale will fall apart, um, she sends uh, Mercer instead. And she doesn't want yeah. him swimming, you know, because he's too shit. He won't get there in time. <laughs> he won't get to the bank. He won't get to the river bank quick enough because he's not. He's not as fast a runner as her. Um, so he's got to go a different way. But he doesn't fucking listen yeah. to her. Spoilers. He doesn't fucking no, listen doesn't. to her. And then ten minutes later, we see him crawling back into camp, severely wounded. Twat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but in the meantime, they've got some smoke bombs that they've made to provide a distraction. Mm-hmm. So that he can yeah. have some cover to leave. An actual smoke screen. Yeah, <laughs> specifically. Um, yes. And they have another little fight, 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 at the end of which um, Xena finds uh, a, a sort of knocked unconscious horde guy, not actually properly wounded, just knocked yeah. unconscious, finds him well, she, to, in order to drag him she, back in. She goes out under cover of the smoke screen as well, doesn't she? Show. So Mercy yeah. gets out and we get a, a hostage. Um, taken in, and now, then and then we have an interrogation scene. Well, according to the wiki, uh, mm. a lot of a lot of this, um, these scenes coming up uh, have been changed from the original script. So first of all, um, it was going to be Zena going out to look for, to look for a, a hostage disguised naked and disguised by being covered in blood and sand and mud, right? In that. You know, in that season three episode, um, yeah. the the debt. I know what you mean. You know, yeah. where she's sneaking in and she's got like she's naked and like covered in mud to disguise yeah, she her looks and all like, that. Um, it was meant to be like that. Mystique. She, when she's yeah, dressed as mystique. She does. Yeah. So it was meant to be like that, but I think they realised okay. that since it was a daytime scene, it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and it would really chafe as well. It would. It wouldn't With be great. Sand. And then in. In the next scene as well, um, where she's interrogating this horde guy, um, basically yeah. she's interrogating him by showing him one of their terrible maps. Because we talked last week about how shit their mapping yeah. is. Um, it's yes. just a sort of map with a wee bit of green on it, and it's like a, a scrap little... of leather with some lines. It's shit, <laughs> and she points at it, and she's like, "We hear you. Where, where you? you know? It's like Tarzan and Jane sort of shit, you know." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, like, this is how you can and, get and yourself it's, understood. And it's assuming that, that this hitherto were well, not undiscovered people have the same cultural references and that they have a sense of visual topography and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really want to even look at the map. So, you know, yeah. maybe they're not allowed to draw things. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, she, des- she decides, right? This is so logical. Zena decides that... Um, what will really get this guy going is if she puts the pinch on him. Like, well, he doesn't speak your language, Zena. He doesn't understand he'll be dead in 30 seconds. Um, and luckily she takes the pinch off him after 27. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you still time this shit. <laughs> I time it every time. I'm going to time it every single I, time. I absolutely can believe you still do that. <laughs> Actually. So, also in yeah. the script... No, she's, she's just showing him... 
what what she's capable of. This is what we can do to you if you don't cooperate. I guess, but like yeah. he's no idea what she wants. He doesn't really understand what what she wants him to do. I think. Anyway, um, according to the script, Zena was supposed to walk away from him without taking the pinch off, and Gabrielle was supposed to try and take it off herself, but be incapable of doing it because obviously she's never learned. It seems quite easy to learn. I'm not gonna lie, because when Zena learned it from Malila, it doesn't look that difficult. No, that's you true. know. I feel like Gabrielle could have learned how to take the pinch off if she really was been paying attention. Um, but that's not what happens in the actual However, episode. They've cut. They've yeah. taken that out of the script to get Zena takes yeah. the pinch off him herself. Um, and then, but she rounds on Gabrielle after after she has, she has her guys take him away, and yes. it's a ooh, it's a mean nasty epi- episode. This you don't know? you ever question me in front of my men? Yeah, you know, and it's like what your men? What what? Um, and this is where she says the okay, thing. Did you know, not say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, did I not say that I've you I'm I've got a new army now. Um yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh but this is when she says the thing, you know, like the that Xena, the Xena you know is not gonna get us out of this. Um that's just a part of me I didn't think I needed anymore. And like she's really yeah. kind of like smug and and sassy about it. Gabrielle's all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she goes into the supply room and then this is the this is a really key important bit of the episode as well yeah because the guy that we've just seen and um, being interrogated he wants some kalkaka which is coincidentally being stored in the storage room um yes yeah, Gab- yeah. gabriel's ladling some gabriel's ladling water into a water skin and the guy says kalkaka kalkaka and she goes and then, oh oh right oh this oh yeah. you mean this and she this figures is- out oh she sort of figured out the fucking Rosetta yeah. Stone of the Horde here. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting. And it, and it, uh, well, it's interesting, right? Because, like, the Kiltaka thing. Um, The guy earlier who's like, we think it's the name of their god of war. See, they've projected hardcore onto these guys, right? They've projected onto them. Yes. They've projected onto them that they are some sort of, like, warrior, like, total war culture. And that this yeah. must obviously, obviously, then as they're dying, they're calling out to their god of war. Uh, whereas, yeah. if you think about it from a human perspective, and that's the problem that no one ever does, um, what yeah. is more likely, you know, that these dying men are going to want something to comfort them as they're dying, which is going to be water, isn't it? You know, you're thirsty. <laughs> People are thirsty when they've been lying out on a battlefield bleeding to death for several days, you know. And Gabrielle's the only one there who can view it from this human perspective. And that's what she's there for. That's her role. Yeah, it is. That's her role. Really, isn't it? In the series, it's her role in Xena's life, isn't it? Mm. You know? Um, So this is like, we talked before about how Gabrielle is really the heart of the show. And she's like 110% showing it here. Yeah. And also so brave again, as usual. The bravest little, the bravest little not soldier in Christendom. She's, she's <laughs> the little Potidean that could. Yeah. Because like Zena said earlier yeah. that if she's going to die, she's going to die as uh, it, her way with her sword in her hand. And Gabrielle's like, well, if I'm going to yeah. die, I'm going to die my way, which is helping people. So she gets out yeah. onto the battlefield with her water skin and she's going up to the enemy soldiers who are lying dying and she's giving them their water. And it is so yeah. good. Such it's a good, very good. good scene. Very, very good. Yes. Yeah. And Gab- uh, Zena is like freaked out by this. 
first of all get her but actually (laughs) actually actually the effect that the effect that this has on the horde is saying oh clearly we're having a truce yes yeah so an act of compassion is enough to end the fighting briefly anyway yeah yeah so they go out and get their wounded and then uh, and then our guys can go out and get their wounded you know and it's all very nice this is where mercer comes Mm -hmm. back struggling into the camp as well saying you were right i should have gone north through the forest and you're like i did say we did fucking say mercer you twat several times (laughs) yeah And he um, nodded like really. Know. He nodded like really like sincerely as well. You know, like yeah, I'm definitely, I'm fucking, definitely going to do that. Fucking men, honestly. He did not do that. <laughs> yeah, narrator. He did not. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say uh, somehow I've I got very very short notes towards the end, so I'm running out of room. But we, we <laughs> discover that the horde have the horde has a code, which we kind of know from earlier because when Zena was interrogating this guy. Uh, she gave him his axe and he swung it at uh, Mercer and Mentocles, but when Xena stood in front of them, he wouldn't attack her. And she that's said, not from earlier, that's from now. <laughs> Is that this bit now? That's this bit now. Oh, okay. Because she's under. That's she's... this bit now. What happens yeah. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Is yeah, that she's... Zena gives him his axe back. Basically, Xena has seen from, seen from Gabrielle's example that they do actually have some things in common. Um, yes. is beginning to see that there is some basis or communication between them. Now, the thing is, right, the, yeah. the main basis of communication they have at the moment is still violence. Um, but she's um, she sends this guy off with basically with a message that he understands, you know, like that he's um, yeah. that she wants to fight his leader, right? You know, yeah. leader to leader, and that's going to resolve it, right? Because yeah. this is something that she understands, a warrior's code um yeah of honor yeah. basically right mm-hmm. so they've got this that they both understand about each other and that's that and um, now we have another little heart to heart oh yes it's another gay scene <laughs> it's the gay it's certainly the gayest moment of the of uh, this episode and i mm-hmm. suspect it's one of those rewind 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 moments as well um, it might have been i mean you'd forgotten all about it <laughs> you'd forgotten all about it but I, this is this I is the reason this why episode, I like, but yeah. But as, soon, is... as soon as it started, I remembered it. It all, yeah, all came I mean, flooding back. This scene is the reason why I, I kept saying to you this is a better episode than last week. Yes, much. <laughs> I better. mean, the bar was much fucking better. low. The bar was low, but like. <laughs> anyway, so Zena yeah. like has sent in food and supplies and nurses into the hospital, right? Because it's just a bit of a truce for Gabrielle before she can basically she can calm Gabrielle down before she goes in herself. <laughs> it's like it's like sending flowers in advance, you know. <laughs> like oh, fucked up with the wife. Ah, uh, I'll take put the flowers in front of me as I walk in. Yeah, she 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 sends some nurses. She got to the local petrol station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so she yeah. comes in. They have a cute little heart to, to heart about how, you know, uh, I, I, about how um, Gabriel uh, showed her a better way and all that shit and blah 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 blah. And then this the famous line. Basically, she's extolling all Bert Gabriel's virtues, and then she goes, "You don't know how much I love." And then like the censors came in and like 
grabbed her by the mouth and just like, you know, because obviously she should have said you. But we, she changed it at the last minute this, to that. Yeah. You yeah. don't know how much I love that. That. That's the pause <laughs> as well. It's like... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, but it's, like it's, it's a very sweet moment. It's almost like that, you know, when you've got a crush on your bestie and like you realize you suddenly realise you're giving too much away. <laughs> like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, really love your hair like yeah. that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Um, anyway. And then so... then we get we get the um kind of the the resolution, we get the the, the kind of climax. The high noon, the yeah. single combat scene. Yeah, climax of the episode. Uh, Zena and that's the word climax. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wrong since no. Yeah, so fight, yeah. fight, fight, single combat with the guy. Um, and at one point they get their weapons swapped over. That was yeah, that's funny. pretty good. That's quite funny as well because he's like, "Ooh, sword! What do I do with this?" You know, like, he's shit at this. He's shit with the sword. He's terrible yeah. with it. Whereas, and Zena's whereas got Zena his... gets one of his curvy antler knives. Yeah, and, and, and she's just, just like spins it and goes, "Ha ha!" Yeah, she's so excited about it. You Playtime. Know, it's, it's nice when yeah. she does, she's got that sort of like happy go lucky grin that she gets when she's mm. got her juices going. Um, yes. And the thing is that Xena yes. can work with literally any weapon. She's a master of all weapons. She yeah. doesn't need her own weapon to do this. And, like, she has him She's in a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has him in a headlock really quickly. And yeah. um, instead of slitting his throat, which she could do, because earlier, earlier she threw an axe into a man's back as he was retreating. She did a proper, yes. like, Maggie Thatcher, Bill Grano yeah. thing. Um, and... <laughs> And um, but this time she spares his life, right? You know, she sort of dumps him on the ground, picks up her sword, goes walking back to her men. Um, yeah, and she, she turns her back on him, tosses with, his own weapon back towards him with like contempt. That, that. Yeah. Um, but then a bunch of his guys are readying their throwing axes. Gabrielle thinks yeah. they're going to hit Zena, but Zena knows better, right? She just keeps going because what they're actually yeah. doing is like into our man, into our man. Horde master. Yes. This is literally he's what he's shamed. called. This is what he's called in the wiki is oh, yeah. horde, horde master, which is really close, <laughs> really close to a Glaswegian insult, Hurmeister. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's like a pimp or something, yeah? Presumably. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they all run off back into the thing, into the forest, right? And that's the end of the fighting. Yeah. They've won. They can now leave. Like, they basically, they want to retreat. They just want to get out of there, you know. Which I think is sort of what everyone wanted. Well, this is, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I was saying at the beginning. It's not really explained very well, I think, that this is what's happening. That So the horde mm-hmm. melt back into the forest and the, the garrison, so... Uh, Mentorcles says, "No, we're we're going to get out of here. We're we're leaving. We're packing up and and leaving." Yeah. Um. But it's um. Yeah, it's not. I think it's not quite as cleanly resolved, is it? No. Is it, or it's not as it's not as explicitly stated as as I think it should have been. 
no, I think you know if we could get some feedback to for rewrites on this thirty year old episode. Um, yeah, or twenty five, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Let's take that again from the top, shall we? Yeah, if we were rebooting <laughs> it, we could we could add a bit more explicit, um, explicit like hints at least. Um, yeah. That there was this was some sort of push forward which we're now abandoning, you know. So I think I mean I think yes. I mean head cannon. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I mean it seems to be implied at least. Yeah. That they're pushing forward into what to them is unknown territory, and then they've come across yes, it, they've come up against a, colo- a colonial. Yeah. Force, aren't they? yeah. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. I feel that I, I think that's mm. probably the case. Um and so then Gabrielle's like, Do you think they'll be back one day? And I'm like, Yes, they'll come back in season I think it's season five. I think we see oh, Yeah, yeah, they come back. But it's a sort of updated oh, cool. episode. Um Right. And she's like, Do you think we'll ever have peace with them? And she said and Zena says basically, um, well, if we ever do, it'll be because of people like you. I hope the Horde yeah. have a Gabrielle. And it turns out they do. Mm. It turns out they do actually uh-huh. have a Gabrielle. We'll find, we're going to meet her in <laughs> season five. So the, so the one in season five, is it like um, is it like the episode of Grand Designs where they, they go back a year later? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, as far um, as I so recall... You, you, did, you did get some curtains in the end. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I recall, the premise of the follow-up episode is, you know how Kazina fought the Horde um, back in the day? So the yeah. premise of the follow-up episode is that one of Zena's men had a daughter um, who was orphaned during this fighting mm-hmm. and then was okay. adopt- taken in and adopted by the Horde and raised uh, as, yeah, raised as so one of them. And she's the yes. sort of cultural link then between... Right. Between you know when Zena and Gabrielle meet her, um, well, I'll, I'll look forward. I'll look forward to that because I don't remember it very clearly. Be be interested to see. Yeah, so we'll see them again. That idea. Yeah, the horde will return. Good one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not yeah. not for a wee while. Not for a while. We, however, will return in just next. a week's time. Yeah, next week. Um, for one of the silliest episodes ever. <laughs> Oh, it, it is gloriously silly. Before we do that, let's let's have some scores on this one. What's, oh, the, yeah. what's the bard's eye view? Um, I think that. Hmm. Do I want to take all the racism into account or not? I think that, that yeah, just that's the, in... that's my dilemma. <laughs> I think that I'm going to score it and just put an you know asterisk. Yes, we know about all the racism. Um, but I'll score it for its themes and its like execution of. Yeah. those themes. Uh, I'm going to say eight. Well, I, I was going to go nine and then I thought, mm, quite racist though. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, what it does really well, again, we've got that really good Gabrielle really digging in her heels and this is how yes. I want to live my life. I want to live it with Xena, but I want to live it right. Yes, um, exactly. And we've got some proper character stuff for Xena. And I remember saying really early on, like maybe the first or second episode, um, one of the big differences between Xena and Hercules that makes Xena a much more interesting show is this kind of shades of grey thing. Where Hercules yeah. is boring because he's always good and always does the right thing. Whereas yeah, the same reason Zena that is Superman's boring. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and and like you say, this this time Xena's kind of regression into old Xena is much more believable and gradual and you can see how she justifies it and I thought that that was really actually that was quite well done mm-hmm. um, 
So we're gonna go for eight yeah, overall. Good, good things. I think so. Yeah. Let's 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 go. Eight. We'll go for eight. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, yeah, eight. Uh, so we'll be back next week looking at a classic episode. Yes. Um, physicists. A very silly episode indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it's from memory. It's quite a good one. And yes. A good guest, a really good guest actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Lost Mariner. Yeah. So we'll see you back here next week for Lost Mariner. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flim Flam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye.